Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good morning, everyone. It is Tuesday, December the 28th, 2021. It is currently 1025 a.m. Central Time. You know where I am, the empty sanctuary of Victory Baptist Church located right here in Ovalo, Texas. And we've got to talk not about 2021. We've got to talk about 2022. The last live broadcast, we were looking forward to 2022, trying to figure out what Christianity is going to look like and what some very interesting things that have developed in 2021 and what it can mean for 2022. Now we're going to look for 20, we're going to look to 2022 again, this time at the very early part of 2022, because an event is being planned that I think is going to basically be filled with how can we handle how can we I describe this the mishandling of scripture the twisting of scripture and probably absolute apostasy and heresy that that that's what I think is going to happen in the very early stages of January 2022 because of an event that is planned but before we talk about the event let's discuss this i think if you are a christian all right, no matter what your theological background may be, no matter what theological stream you may find yourself, I think it is safe to say, let's, let me state it this way, that the majority of Christians, regardless of theological background, theological stream, or theological belief, or theological system, that the majority of Christians look at the world right now and like, this is messed up. Things seem to be going from bad to worse. The church seems to be a mess. Biblical illiteracy is everywhere. People are not attending church. This is going on. This is going on. And there's much to be concerned about. So I think that everyone probably wants, at least in theory, I don't know how much they want it, but I would think many Christians want some kind of return to God, some kind of revival. The question is, Should we be looking for some kind of revival, promising some kind of revival, claiming some big revival is coming, or should we maybe start realizing that things are only going to get worse and worse and worse? The church is going to get not more spiritual, less spiritual, more worldly, more fleshly, more division, more problems, more ungodly, more apostate. Should we be going, hey, guys, let's plan this event because we're going to call everyone back to God and we're going to see this massive revival? Or should we be saying, hey, guys, I think we need to start developing strategies and ideas and how we're going to to, to move forward when you look around and you're not going to be able to find a decent church and Christianity is going to be falling apart and the world's going to become more and more opposed to Christianity and more and more secular. What is your strategy for that? Should we be trying to develop a strategy with the idea that things are going to get worse, including the church, or do we develop a strategy that no, things can get better if we do A, B, C, D, E, we can see some massive revival. Now, uh, uh, every, no matter your theological stream, you may, we may all agree that things are not good, but people's theological streams, their theological backgrounds, will greatly determine how they view the future. It's going to get worse or no, we can bring in a great revival. Now, I, to be fair, I reject 
outright that some great revival is coming. I think things are going to get worse and worse and worse, and the church is going to fall more, fall apart more and more and more, and that you as a Christian one day, I, I don't think it's that far, I don't think it's that far removed. Within the next couple of years, you're going to be like, wait, where, that the church is basically going to be some small thing, maybe meeting in someone's living room or a little small building, and that most of the churches are will still exist, but they're going to be so apostate, so worldly, and so compromised that if you are a Christian with any commitment to God, you're not going to feel welcome there. That's where I think we're headed. Now, you may think I'm wrong based off your the- theology, and you can tell me that I'm wrong. That's okay, but that's where I believe we are headed. Now, in my Christian life, from the very moment that I became a Christian in the 1980s, I have heard over and over and over and over, revival is coming. The greatest revival that we've ever seen, the greatest harvest that we have ever seen is coming. God's glory is going to fill the country. Hospitals are going to be emptied out. People are going to be cured from cancer. People are going to fall over from the glory of God. And I've heard it and heard it usually from the charismatic world constantly telling me revival is coming. The greatest revival is coming. The greatest revival is coming. I've heard it and heard it and heard it. And only thing I've seen is things get steadily worse and worse and worse, and the church becomes more and more theologically compromised, politically hijacked, biblically illiterate, theologically illiterate, don't know anything about church history. That's what I've seen. I'm not saying that there aren't exceptions, because there's always exceptions. I'm saying the general direction has been one of decline and of things getting worse. But I keep being told, revival is coming! And now we're being told, revival is coming again. Here is the news story. Let me tell you what's going on. All right, I got to, here we go. This comes to us from, when was this posted? This was published, uh, I think today, December the 28th, 2021. I believe that's when this article was posted. Are you ready? Here we go. The renewal aims to restore America's covenant with God, the greatest harvest in the history of the world. Now, first of all, there's a couple of things. That, so it's called the renewal. Now, if you think the renewal, well, that sounds like that event that they had called the return. Yeah, you remember that massive, theologically bankrupt dumpster fire of an event called the return. Remember how messed up that was? I've, I did a number of podcast episodes about that absolute messed up event. Well, we're going to have another one called not the return this time. Now it's the renewal. So we were called to return. I, I, I don't, I don't think that really did much, but now we're going to have the renewal. And this time we're going to renewal America's covenant with God. All right, now this is interesting. So let me ask you a question. Did America make a covenant with God? Did America make a covenant with the, the true God? And was it us making a covenant with God or was it God making a covenant with us? Like, like did I know God made a covenant with Israel, but did he make a covenant with the United States of America? Did, did I mean, there's, a lot of claims being made here, all right? So, and then again, we have this phrase, the greatest harvest in the history of the world. Maybe they're claiming America is the greatest harvest in the history of the world. Okay, let, let's see what they have to say here. A major intercessory prayer gathering calling the United States back to its covenant relationship with God is slated for early January in Plant City, 
Florida. All right, so we're, we're going to be called back to our uh, covenant relationship with God. Again, I ask, is, is America in a covenant relationship with God? When, when did this covenant get established? Did God recognize said covenant? I mean, there, there's lots of claims being made right there. Now, in a phone interview, Tuesday afternoon, with the Christian Post. Now, I don't know which Tuesday afternoon this was because I don't give the date. But in a phone interview, Tuesday afternoon with the Christian Post, Kevin Jessup, J-E-S-S-I-P, the president of Global Strategic Allegiance, explained that what is being called the renewal will be a continuation of the return. The return was the initial event took place on September the 26th, 2020. All right. And uh, they, they base this on the day that Joel 2 would be read in many in synagogues. So they, they borrowed it from a Jewish practice. They, they, they scheduled it on a day that Joel 2 would be read in synagogues. And I guess because of what happened in Joel 2, they were going to take what happened in Joel 2, bring it into September 2020 in America. And I guess maybe we're supposed to get the same results. I don't know. We could go have to go back to Joel 2 and say, what's the historical context? How is that applicable or not applicable? We, we could get into a lot of hermeneutical questions there, but all right. I don't, I don't want to do that right now. That September on the National Mall was characterized, now this is what it supposedly was characterized, by massive repentance and prayer as tens of thousands of Christians from all from across all denominations came to the nation's capital to pray, to fast, and intercede. Now again, when, when all of the denominations come together to supposedly do something, how? How many different denominations can you join up with before it stops becoming a Christian event and it becomes a theologically corrupt event? Like, which denominations can you join up with? Now, I'm just going to, I know this will be somewhat controversial, but I cannot join up with charismatics because I think charismatic theology is bankrupt. It's corrupt. It's, it's not right. The whole extra biblical revelation telling people that God guaranteed healing because of Christ's atonement on the cross and that healing is guaranteed here on this earth. Just on and on and on with many of the basic charismatic ideas. Many, many charismatic churches teach you you can lose your salvation. I could go on and 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 on with so many of the issues. I couldn't join with them. So if I join with them, then is the event truly biblical or is it theologically corrupt? And how theologically corrupt can event be? This gets into all kinds of questions, but all right. But supposedly massive repentance and, and tens of thousands of Christians came. Now, I, I, I remember I stated this when I talked about the return. Okay, the return happened in September 2020. We're now at the end of 2021. What did it, what did, like, just, I just have to ask this from a very pragmatic perspective. What happened? What, 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 what did it accomplish? We just did a podcast episode explaining how the things are dramatically changing within the church. And one of those dramatic changes is less and less people are attending churches. Did the churches, they're not filled up. Churches are being emptied out. The theology is a mess. 
political hijacking is rampant in the church. What did the supposed return event do? Because I was told it was going to be, this was going to change everything. And I, and, and I also said that they would make that claim. And two weeks after the event, nobody would even remember and everybody would move on with their lives. And it's exactly what happened. But let's, so now we're going to have another event. That, uh, Jessup explained that their vision behind that day was characterized by the five R's aimed at spiritually restoring the nation. Repentance comes first, which leads to reconciliation, followed by restoration. Then comes revival. After that comes reformation. That's the claim. So supposedly, you know, uh, we, we, we repented, which leads to reconciliation. I, did, did anybody notice reconciliation? I, I don't know. The country is more divided than ever. Okay, I don't know. Then I guess now we're going to get restoration. Then it's going to come revival. In other words, we've got to go, I guess, through all the five R's so that we can finally get to revival. So I guess revival is still coming. It's still coming. I don't know why we didn't take care of all of these other things. I don't know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, but okay. The renewal is almost like a second step in the process and the return to God. See, there's a, there's a process. If you're going to return to God, you got to go through a process. And it's a long, drawn-out process that is separated by, I don't know, a year in the calendar, right? Because it's going to take a long time before we get there. But, but, but it's coming, but it's coming, but it's coming. Jessup said, describing the September 2020 gathering, as the real Jonah Nineveh moment. So the return was a Jonah Nineveh moment. Remember when Jonah went through and preached and Nineveh repented? So, so, so the country repented. All right. I, I, okay. I didn't, I didn't know America repented. I must've missed the memo, uh, but okay. I, I'm not trying to be sarcastic here, but this stuff just sometimes drives me crazy. Um, with the change in political leadership that has since taken place, the question is, Jessup believes, is it a consequence of where America has been headed? Now, the U.S. continues to be at a critical point where the nation seems to have forgotten its Judeo-Christian heritage, including the eternal rules of order and right, much of which is established in the Mayflower, Mayflower Flower Compact, he went on to say. Now, I just... <laughs> Sometimes this stuff just gets so like, okay, here's a little bit of the Bible. Oh, now we're going to go back to the Mayflower Compact. We're going to go to that. It's, it's a mixture of, of Christianity with American history, maybe with a little touch of Christian nationalism thrown in. I know I'm not supposed to say that, but okay, Let, let's continue here. Jessup recounted, how when the Lord gave their team January the 8th, 2022 as a date, it was based upon three scriptures with one eight chapter verses locations, including Exodus 1.8. The passage speaks of a new leader coming to power in Egypt, which knew not Joseph and summarily forced the Hebrews to work as slaves. A similar dynamic is presently occurring in the U.S., whoa, we have new leadership and now we're being forced to work as slaves. Did you know that? I, I, I missed this. See, th this, this stuff just rips verses so far out of context. This stuff drives me absolutely insane. I don't want to talk about it, but you need to know that it's coming. Remember, the return got all kinds of media attention. The return was even talked about by Glenn Beck. 
right? This was, everybody was talking about the return. Is the renewal going to get the same kind of coverage? If it does, well, I want you to know about it here now so that when it starts happening in the early part of January, you will already be aware of it because my job is to try to keep you informed and try to figure out where the church is going. Uh, We're watching this transition in America happen before our eyes, Jessup said. And then we go into Deuteronomy 1.8, which says, See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land. And the Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to their descendants after them. Now, let me make it very clear. Deuteronomy 1.8 has nothing to do with the United States of America. It was a promise to Israel about a specific land. It has nothing to do about you and me claiming America, all right? This is the stuff that's absolutely frightening to me, and I don't know why there's an inability to read the scriptures and their proper historical context and do, you know, here's what we need. We need to stop having big events like the return, another big event, like the renewal. How about we have an event called figure out how to read your Bible? Uh, Do you think that'll be a big event? Hey, we're going to have... Learn how to read your Bible and not rip verses out of context and make outrageous claims and take passages and apply them to situations which they have nothing to say about. There's nothing in Deuteronomy 1.8 about going in and possessing the land that has anything to do with the United States of America or 2021, 2022, or 2023. It's God keeping his promise to Israel, a real nation and a real time talking about real land. We're not going to allegorize it. We're not going to destroy its literal meaning because that's where you end up with this kind of chaotic hermeneutic. Oh man, this is crazy. In other words, Exodus 1.8 is informing how the renewal is doing. Deuteronomy 1.8, however, or say, I'm saying, wait. In other words, Exodus 1.8 is informing how the renewal is doing Deuteronomy 1.8. Okay, that's a weird sentence, right? So in other words, Exodus 1.8 is informing how the renewal is doing Deuteronomy 1.8. So Exodus 1.8 is informing us that new leader is coming into power that's basically making us slaves. And now the event, the renewal, is going to do Deuteronomy 1.8. So we're going to now go in and possess the land. We're going to go back and take the land. See, a new leader is arisen that's making us slaves. And now we're going to go in and take the land. However, this cannot be done without Acts 1.8, which reads, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to all the ends of the earth. Now, so now, so now, so we, we can't go in and take the land until we have Acts 1.8. Once we get Acts 1.8, then we can go in and take the land. Oh, man. They're going to make all of these claims, and I'm telling you, once again, it's just going to be, there's going to, listen, I bet you there's going to be Bible study guides, there's going to be books, there's going to be merchandise, millions of dollars will be made by someone, uh, lots of promises will be made, and nothing will change other than someone getting rich. that's, That's how it's going to work. I know you're going to say that's very jaded. I've seen all of this stuff happen so many times. We have people from every continent around the globe who are sending in videos regarding the recoveting of America back to God. And it's amazing because the whole world is watching what America is doing. 
Despite its founding documents showing reverential regard for the creator, the U.S. has turned away from God and is now going headlong towards judgment, Jessup emphasized. Now, let me make sure we realize, just because a nation speaks of a God, that's deism. That's not necessarily Christianity. And maybe theism, that's not necessarily Christianity. You can acknowledge a higher power. You can acknowledge a God. You can acknowledge a creator. That's a million miles from the God of the Bible and then following the God of the Bible in, well, everything. And again, are you trying to establish some kind of national religion? Are you wanting some kind of Christian nationalism? I get nervous when I hear some of this kind of language, but okay. On January the 8th, there will be prayer, repentance, and opportunities for prophetic ministry. Oh boy, here we go. Oh man. And oh, guess who's going to be a part of, part of this? Jonathan Kahn, the person who wrote those absolutely horrific books called The Harbinger. What There was The Harbinger 1 and Harbinger 2. Those things were absolute total train wrecks. There's going to be, oh man, that means there are going to be people up there supposedly hearing from God, giving their prophecies. And guess what? All the prophecies they give never come about because they're fraudulent and they're fake and they're false prophets. But that's a whole different story. Um, Various federal and state government officials are also expected to attend and speak, but the renewal will not have an overtly political focus. Well, okay. If you can stay away out of politics, even though I think you're theologically completely, absolutely wrong, anyone who stays out of politics and at least tries to make it biblical and spiritual, I will at least applaud you while I still condemn your fraudulent, fake, prophetic ministry. But that that's a whole, we'll, we'll do that at when the time arises. There are only two nations that are tied together with covenants with God. God made a covenant with Israel, but America made a covenant with God. And we have brought that covenant and we have broken that covenant with God. And today we are watching replay is of ancient judgment mysteries that happened in the last days of Israel before its destruction 2,700 years ago. So here's this hermeneutic. See, America made a covenant with God. We broke it. Now we go back and look at how God handled Israel for breaking the covenant. And the same thing's going to happen. So we take Old Testament passages that are not about America, that are about a specific people at a specific time with a specific historical context. We rip it out of, out of that context. And then we, boom, throw it up and bring it into the future. It's a absolute mess of hermeneutics and, and biblical interpretation. What will be explored at the renewal in January is whether America's sins have reached such fullness so as to warrant those judgments and whether the cup of iniquity has become so full that the nation comes to an end. The question is, are we at the point where God lifts his hand of protection and permits judgment? I think the answer to that obviously is yes, Jessup offered. The fullness of America will arrive when four events converge. These four events, he explains, are when God's sovereign purpose for the nation is completed, when the inhabitants of the land reject the Bible and its principles, when people in the nation no longer repent and harden their hearts to the truth, and when abominations become legal and acceptable laws to the majority of the people. Jessup clarified that he is not saying that the U.S. will be destroyed or will cease to exist. However, when national sin and the rejection of God's laws persist, according to the pattern in ancient Israel, five things will happen, he continued. All right. 
Now, once again, he's going to go, this is what God did with Israel. He's got to do the same thing for us, that that's the way we will. You're, you're just, you're making lots of, of, of jumps there that we, we would have to work through. But here are the five things that are supposedly going, that could, that will happen. God will allow the nations to be ruled by evil leaders. He will permit strangers to rise higher than his people. God will not deliver us from those who hate us. He will allow economic challenges and God will lift his hand of protection to allow natural disasters to take place. Now, those are all pretty, pretty vague. Natural disasters have always taken place, always. There's always been economic challenges. Remember the Great Depression here in the United States of America? Uh, God will not deliver us from those who hate us. All right, we, we could have a discussion there. He will permit strangers to rise higher than his people, and God will be will will uh, allow the nation to be ruled by evil leaders. I don't know if you're aware of this, but pretty much every leader that's ever ruled the United States has been evil at least to some level because they're all have been sinners who've committed sin. I mean, you can go read about the lives of many of the presidents, and you may find some things that are somewhat. <gasps> They did what? So, okay. Um, America's cup of iniquity is so full that it is teetering on the edge, he said, and the things that happened in ancient Israel before its destructions are now happening in America, including the plagues, Joseph said. Please note, the plagues, if you're referring to the pandemic, that's happening all over the world, not just in the United States. So you just, you know, you may want to put that there. All right. However, there is yet hope. Oh, there's always hope. And the hope is buy their book, get their DVD and attend their event. <laughs> Sign up for their website, get their podcast. There's always hope. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm being a little facetious there, right? There's a remnant group, a righteous remnant of people across America who are standing in the gap, believing God for, uh, for what the word says, where God himself says, I will arise for the sake of my own name. And when he does, and I believe he's about to, all of these people that are defiling and blaspheming the testimony of his faithfulness will be shut down and there will be a righteous remnant rise with the power of the spirit of Elijah, Jessup said. All right, hey, a remnant's going to rise and the bad people are going to be brought down and we're going to be renewed and there's going to be revival. It's coming. Uh, wait, how many times have you heard all of that? I could almost preach those sermons. We are about to see in the midst of America's darkest hour, one of the greatest moves of God Ever and the Holy Spirit's latter rain outpouring is about to be unleashed, and we're going to see great and mighty things that we know not of. And God is preparing His people for the greatest harvest in the history of the world. And God has not only saved us, but He's going to keep us through it. Oh wow, man, a lot's coming. Wait, I thought that was the same words, kind of words that was used for the return. Oh, wait, I think those were the same kinds of words used for, I don't know, every so-called revival that's ever happened in the history of the charismatic church. Was it the Lakeland revival where it's, it's happening. Brownsville revival. It's happening. How many times? It's coming. It's coming. The greatest harvest ever. And then it all goes away. Everybody gets excited. Everybody makes all kinds of claims. Someone always makes a lots of money. Someone always makes money in these things. Money comes pouring in. Someone gets rich. Someone becomes millionaires. 
The Christian publishing world usually has the study guides ready to go, the coffee mugs, the t-shirts, and all of the, and I, I, I don't say this in an irreverent way uh, in regards to Jesus. I say this in an irreverent way to the stuff that is sold in many Christian bookstores. Then they end up pu- putting together a lot of Jesus junk where they can sell a lot of merchandise. That's what it always seems to turn into. Um, he added, we will hide in the cleft of his rock. He will protect, strengthen, and bring it all home. The renewal will begin, will be held on January the 8th, 2022 at the Florida Strawberry Festival and will begin at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Now, I bet you, let me see. I wonder if there's, that don't give me a link. Let's see, is there a website? Let me see if there's a website. Let's see. We have to look. We have to look. Is there a website? Is there a website? Let me look here. I bet you there is. I bet you there is. I almost guarantee there is. The Renewal 2022. Oh, here it is. I found it. I knew there would be a website. You knew there had to be a... Ooh, The Renewal, January the 8th, 2022. Who are some of these people that are going to be speaking here? Sydney Powell is go. Oh, my goodness. Please tell me this is a different event. Please tell me this is a different event. Nope, this is it. Oh, this is insane. Sydney Powell, the lawyer who was like, we're going to prove election fraud. It's coming. And well, now she's being sued for a billion dollars for making claims that were not true. Oh, but hey, it doesn't matter. Lie about the election. You can be invented to speak at an event that's going to bring us back to God. Hey, that's that's okay. So we're going to have Sydney Powell. That is absolutely going to have Jonathan Kahn. Of course, we're going to have him. Uh, see who else. Oh, we're going to have Ma- Mike Lindell from My Pillow, of course, a one who made all kinds of other fraudulent conspiratorial claims. See, oh, oh, man. I'm going to have, okay, I need to take a deep breath. When you have people who went out there and made fraudulent claims, lies, that help divide the country and the church who will not repent of those lies, who are being sued for millions and millions of dollars for their fraudulent claims. There is no repentance, but yet you're going to have an event that calls America to repentance? How are you going to call people to repentance when you have people speaking who haven't repented for their lies and nonsense that they spoke in front of cameras? Now, if they repent, now they acknowledge the pain and hurt that they caused, then by all means, I got no problem letting them speak. People sin. People make mistakes. Oh, man, alive. That's just absolutely. I I, I should have known. Even though they said it's not going to be political, you're going to have Sidney Powell and Mike Lindell. I mean, give me an absolute break. What an absolute joke this is already becoming. All right. Okay. I, I can click here to get my tickets. Let's see here. All right. Got to click here to get my tickets. Oh, it's only $25. Remember, I told you someone's going to make some money. Okay. I told, I, 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 now, to be fair, 
$25. I will be fair. That's, that's relatively, uh, okay. Uh, there's a lot, okay. There's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot here I got to look at. Okay. So first of all, I will say $25. I will give them credit here. Look, when I, I try to be fair in my criticism, there are church conferences that charge people far more than $25. And I, and I will get $100, $200. I, I'm so sick of Christianity always wanting to, hey, we're going to get together because we want to bring renewal to the country, but it's going to be $25 for you to get in. Hey, we want to teach you the word of God. It's only going to be $100 to get in. Hey, we want you to hear the preaching of God's word. It will only be $200 to get in. I'm so sick of everything within Christianity has to be an opportunity to, to sell the preaching of God's word or sell repentance to sell revival. I, I'm so sick of it. But here's what's interesting. All right. Uh, so $25. I will give them, though, credit. That's that's a very small fee compared to many of the conferences that I get upset about. But I do like this. There's a safety notice here. While participating in events held or sponsored by the Defending the Republic Global Strategic Allowance, Social distancing should be practiced and to reduce the risk of exposure to COVID-19 because COVID-19 is extremely contagious and is spread mainly from person-to-person contact. Active social distancing will help prevent measures to reduce the spread of COVID-19. Now, here's what I find funny. Many of the people who are part of the event, I bet you, are people who have downplayed COVID-19 and downplayed the entire pandemic. However, they got to put a statement there, even though I guarantee you they're not going to enforce any rules, no social distancing. We got Omicron spreading like wildfire. You watch. There will, I doubt there's going to be a mask requirement. I doubt there's going to be a social distance requirement, but they're going to put it here. You know why it's there, that safety notice? To protect them from possibly any legal ramifications if it turns into a massive spreader of Omicron or any other variant of the COVID-19 situation. So they're, they're, they're going to put that there to protect themselves, but they're not going to put any measures in place to protect people. In other words, they're more worried about protecting themselves than they are about protecting the people who actually attend their event. That's the kind of stuff that makes me lose my absolute mind. All right, so let me go back to this event. All right, oh, they've uh, oh they've got a trailer. Oh, we should have gotten the, uh, the audio for the trailer, All right? January the 8th, are you ready? Here we go. 2022 will mark the historic faith-based heritage event called the Renewal, Restoring America's Founding Covenant with leaders gathered from across the country at the Strawberry Festival, Amphitheater, in Plant City, Florida. This is not a political event. Oh, it's not a political event. You're just going to bring in Sidney Powell and Mike Lindell because you know Sidney Powell and Mike Lindell not associated with politics in any way, shape, or form. Whenever I think of Mike Lindell and Sidney Powell, I think of theology. I think of Bible. I think of the church. They're not even being... Genuine in, in that, oh, this drives me crazy. We cannot solve spiritual problems by natural means such as military might, elected officials, or even human governments. Well, praise God for that. I do agree. <laughs> then why are you bringing in Sidney Powell and Mike Lindell? I think that's a reasonable question. Um, 
Let's see here. Um, God made a covenant with Israel, but America made a covenant with God, which we have broken. God is sovereign over all, over all as stated in Daniel 2.21. He changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. The renewal is a spiritual solution to the current, uh, to the current state of affairs in our land. Uh, recovening and reconciliation combined to be in the next biblical step in the five-step renewal process, repentance, reconciliation, restoration, and revival and reformation for the faithful remnant to usher in the mercy of our Lord. All right. They, uh, oh, you can be a festival sponsor. All right. Let's see the sponsor packages. Oh, wow. Okay. If I want to sponsor the event, I can give them 100 thousand dollars <laughs> okay so again it's always isn't it, it always interesting how money gets involved in all of these so so they want sponsors one hundred thousand dollars that's to be an ambassador sponsor fifty thousand if i want to be a diplomat sponsor twenty five thousand if I want to be an envoy sponsor and if I want to be a courier sponsor that's ten thousand renewal partnership five thousand dollars and all sponsorships are 501 c3 tax deductible so they're going to bring in serious so they're going to bring in twenty five dollars from every person attending and they're going to bring in thousands hundreds of thousands of dollars from sponsors. But hey, hey, but this is all about spiritual renewal. Because you know what? We can't have spiritual renewal unless we get everyone together at a big event in the middle of a pandemic. And we bring in all kinds of people who are associated with all kinds of political conspiracies. We can't do this without all of that. Or I don't know, maybe there's another way to call people to repentance. Uh, maybe local churches calling each individual congregation to local repentance. To repentance? I don't know. I mean, what do I know? Um, there you have it. It's called the renewal. January the 8th, 2022. We will be talking about it as it gets closer. I'm assuming they're going to be live streaming it. I'm assuming they're going to be live streaming. So, um, well, 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 we'll do something with it. If they make, now the, I don't think the return, I think they made some of the uh, addresses like the keynote addresses, I think they made available for the return. If they make any of the speeches and the addresses uh, available, then we will definitely dedicate a couple of weeks to reviewing them. Well, actually, I take that back. We won't take a couple of weeks because just like with the return, I was going to take a couple of weeks and it only took like one or two speeches to just clearly declare the whole thing heretical and the whole thing an absolute joke. It probably will take one or two messages for me to go, this thing is a train wreck. We, you don't need to hear anymore. But that's, that's how we're going to start January off, 2022. With it sounds like the gathering of an absolute train wreck of, of a group of people that's not going to produce anything of spiritual value. I know you may think that's harsh, but I think that's where we're headed. So another... Another thing to look for in 2022, and you've heard about it here first. And we know, remember, we got a, a new quote-unquote revision of the Bible, a new edition of the Bible that has 20,000 revisions. That's coming in May 2022. 
We've got millions and millions of dollars being given to Christian apps. That's happening, and those apps are going to have play a major role in 2022. We have this event. We have a lot of things we can look forward to in 2022. I think church attendance is going to continue to decline. I think the political hijacking of local congregations is going to increase. I think 2022 is going to be an absolutely horrific year for the biblical historical for historical biblical Christianity and for the church. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but that's what I feel at this moment. Remember, feelings are not always an accurate perception of reality, but that's how I am feeling. You can let me know what you think. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. If you see people talking about the renewal, Christian friends talking about it, if you see posts about it, keep me informed. Let me know what I want to, I like to sometimes, you know, I'm sitting here in an empty building in the middle of nowhere. Uh, you, you can be my eyes and ears to what's going on and how things are developing and what's occurring uh, because I, it, it's important to know those kinds of things. All right, I'll stop right there. You can email me newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. Those on the Discord group, feel free to discuss this as well. Everyone have a great day. God bless.